Good, everyone. Welcome into the first episode of The Coach's Show, a production by Wildcat 91.9, the number one college radio station in the nation. My name is Colby Van Camp. I'm the Associate Sports Director for Wildcat 91.9, the Kansas State University student radio station, and I'm really looking forward to getting this podcast kicked off where we sit down with coaches from all across Kansas State, whether that be football, basketball, soccer, crop judging, or esports. We're going to be chatting with folks just for you. Today, I'm joined by my good friend and assistant coach for the Kansas State women's soccer team, goalkeeper coach Matt Smith. Matt, thanks for coming by, my friend. Hey, man. Good to be back with you. Uh, glad to start this format. Uh, it's a good time of year with being kind of halfway through. Sure. Absolutely. Kansas State women's soccer gave up a game last night to Oral Roberts uh, and a bit of a heartbreaker. Kansas State led for most of the game and then gave up two goals late to lose that in a 2-1 decision. It's been a little bit of a tough skid for the women's soccer team after starting off red hot. They tie number 18 Northwestern at Northwestern in an exhibition game. They tie number eight Arkansas at Arkansas. And then you drop a couple at home. I guess the first thing that we should talk about is what's the mindset of the team? What's it like in the locker room right now after losing a couple that, frankly, you probably feel like you probably should have won? Yeah, it's 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 hard to say. There's not frustration. There there's frustration. There's uh, but it's it's more of what I've been really happy with. What we've been really happy with as coaches is it, is it, it's still been we we need to figure this out. It's not pointing fingers. It's not playing the blame game. It's not. Uh, you know, are we not scoring enough goals so the backs are getting after the forwards? Are we not keeping the ball out of the net so forwards are getting after? It's, no, it's nothing like that. We're all still together. Everything's still in front of us. Uh, I think that's that's kind of the mindset going into this week is all of a sudden we're 0-0 again. Um, and every all of our goals are, are still right there in front of us. We've never, we've never had a goal of going undefeated. That's never been a goal, right? The goal is to win every game but not to go undefeated, if that makes sense. So sure. there's a different kind of mindset there in terms of game by game. Um, you know, we've, and we've learned some tough lessons. Um, I think that as long as, you, as long as you take what you've learned and take it as you move forward, then all experiences can be good experiences, right, whether at the time they're good or bad. Um, and so that right now is what we're, is what we're working with, with through our leaders, with the, dealing with this young team and, and just trying to figure a way out of this together. Um, and making sure we stay together in the hard times. Definitely. You have a host of freshmen on the team. It's definitely your deepest team that you've had while at Kansas State. And you've only been at Kansas State. This is your second season, right? Correct. Yeah, yep. this is your second season. Um, but the program's been, this is the eighth season of the program. Um, and this is... I think the deepest team in terms of just bodies that you can put in that have skill and that can compete at this D1 level in the Big 12 but there's been just some issues as of late with how the substitutions have been working out. You got some of your your top players like El Nagar in. You've got uh, Murphy Sheaf, a goalkeeper. We saw her come out last night. I'm just curious about what's been going on in the coaching room with the depth. Well, we're always looking for answers, and and it's the depth only helps you if it's situational depth. So 
what we're looking for, I think we've got a lot of different starting lineups that we can put out there, but what we're, what we're still trying to find is what's the best mix to, to do what we want to do when we start a game, right? What, what's the best mix when we come to kind of that midway point in the first half? Um, you know, what, what kind of sets us up best for success? You know, last night with the, with the goalkeeper stuff, that was intentional. That was planned out. Um, you know, we've got a, a great number two in Morgan Hobbs uh, in goal. Has been playing really, really well. She's I always call her she's our she's our second option. She's not our backup. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference there. She's she's our second option. Um, wanted to get her some time. She's a sophomore but hasn't played in a regular season game. Um, and wanted to get her some time because she's number one, she's earned it. She's played well. Um, and number two, obviously she's one step away from being the starter. Uh, and if her first minutes are in a Big 12 game, I think it, that, you know, you kind of wonder, are you setting her up for success? So wanted to make sure to get her some time. Um, so that was all planned out. But, you know, it's, it's the depth is only as good as we use it. Um, the depth is only as good as the mentality that they come on with, uh, which I think overall has been really good. I think there's been a couple of hiccups. But, again, young team trying to figure out our way and trying to figure out what works best for us. There's a lot of flashes, at least for me as somebody that's starting to cover Kansas State women's soccer, in my mind for how the team is so close to just breaking through whatever the the mental barrier it feels like to me, at least at this point it is, in terms of winning and in terms of developing a culture of we're, we're not going to be denied. We're going to go out and we're going to win no matter what. And you, you take a, a tough honestly kind of a punch in the gut from Nebraska you, you go down 4-0 in the first half you rally you come back you blank Nebraska in the second half a very physical Big Ten team then you get number 16 Memphis at home it's only a 1-0 decision in favor of Memphis and it came towards the end of the game you were so close to forcing that tie and then Oral Roberts you give up the ghost kind of towards the end of the game is it an issue of strength and conditioning is it an issue of uh, inexperience. Where do you think that lies? I I think that it it really is, and I think this. And you and I have talked about this before in, in shows past. But it, it, the, it really an underrated skill is learning how to win games. Um, you know, I think that that that's one thing that we lose, uh, that we're losing right now in in youth sports is there's so many games that the result of one particular game doesn't matter as much, because you've got another five games that weekend or three games that weekend or whatever. Um, and so when you have a young team and figuring out how to, how to win games, when, when you're the underdog, finding out how to, how to get a result there, finding out how to get a result when you're supposed to, all right. When you're the better team on paper. Um, I think that hopefully a lesson that we learned and this, and this was a tough stretch we knew this was going to be a tough stretch, um, you know, with, with Vandy away, Nebraska at home and how they play, and then Memphis at home. We knew that this was going to be a tough stretch, and we are going to find a lot about ourselves, right? We're going to find a lot of that out. So, you know, it's um, it's it's really – I don't think at all it's, – it's not a fitness thing. It's not a strength – I think we're strong. We're ready to go. We're as fit as we've ever been um, as, as a program. And I think it's more about finding that way to win and understanding that at this level, anybody can beat you if you don't bring your game. Uh, if if you don't if you don't pick up loose balls, if you don't do the little things, then anybody can beat you. I don't care. I don't care who you are. You can go from BYU, who's number one in the country right now, all the way down to number three fifty three, whoever the last place team is. Right? If you don't do those things, you're not going to win games. That's that's kind of the piece of it. And so it's understanding, having them understand 
as a young team that those little things actually mean more than the big things because those little things lead to the big things. Um, and so it's really trying to understand, getting them to understand that and understand that perspective that there are no days off. And that's the hardest thing about coming into college sports, especially at this level, is the day-in, day-out intensity of the expectations, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, you know, and being able to take care of that. And it's something that, you know, we've, we've got to, you know, we got humbled a little bit in that first half against Nebraska. We did. We got, we got you know, brought down to earth a little bit because we competed well at Vandy and arguably deserved a result, but it didn't happen. That's, it just is what it is. That's the game we play. Um, and then you run into a steamroller, and, you know, we, we were humbled. And, uh, you know, so the best thing that we can do is just get back to work, whether it's, whether it's a great win, right, or a bad loss. Either way, put your head down, get to work, right, and, and try to just figure things out and try to figure out how to win games. And that doesn't come from one person. That comes from each person making each, per, each other teammate better. Um, and until you – once you have that kind of mindset, and I think it's coming – I really do think it's coming for this group um, that you're gonna make, you're gonna, you're gonna end up making your own luck, and that's what we need a little bit of right now. I took a class last semester for my master's degree that um, I'm not a computer scientist in any stretch of the imagination, and I had to take this class that had a bunch of stuff with Python, and I've, I've I was just dying throughout the course of this class, and one of the things that hit me in the face directly up front was like you talked about the small things that lead to big things when you're working on a computer, it's the small little errors that create large system failures. Yep. Right. And so I, I think that's an interesting perspective to have in that it's an attention to detail and man, some of that is life experience. You know, I'm, I'm uh, almost a quarter of a century old now. I know that probably doesn't sound all that old, but I feel older than I've ever felt before, which is weird to yeah, say out loud. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird to say out loud. But there's a, a, a unique perspective that comes after going through undergraduate school and then going through graduate school. And I was never an athlete. I was, that was not my forte. But being able to have that life experience and, and look back and understand the intensity and everything that you need, that's tough. And that's something that it's a school of hard knocks, right? You have to get punched in the face a couple of times to develop that kind of mentality. Um, I'm curious in terms of the leaders that you have on the team, what's been the team reaction in terms of leadership to this kind of skid that you have going on, especially after the Red Heart start that you had? Yeah, it's been a real challenge for them um, because not only – not only uh, are we a young team, but we have young leaders and young, and I mean that in terms of the experience in that role, right? So we don't have a returning captain. We don't have, you know, in our leadership council, I think they're pretty much all new from last fall, um, you know, maybe with maybe one or two exceptions. Um, and so when you talk about a young team and then you talk about maybe an experienced leadership group just an on-field experience, but maybe not experience in that realm, I think you're also dealing with some young minds, right, in terms of how to handle that stuff and how to handle what's coming next and kind of being able to not only perform and take care of your business, but also be able to look ahead and see what may be coming, um, whether that's inner team stuff, whether that's interpersonal stuff, whether that's with the coaches, all that kind of good stuff. So, but there, you know, I think we've got the our leaders have the characteristics to do it, the personality traits to do it. I think that's the one thing that, that we try to get across to them is something you just mentioned is, is like, this is a life thing. Like your life is going to punch you in the face. Right. 
and but also in life, little details are important. So when you're a boss, an employee, a spouse, a mother, whatever it is, you've got to pay attention to details. Otherwise, the big things are never going to happen, right? You've got to get a good night's sleep. You've got to be able to mentally prepare. You've got to be able to be ready to perform your duty, whatever that is, the next day. Um, you know, and luckily, it's not a live or die thing with a, with a soccer result, right? It, but it could mean, you know, your job. It could mean bringing up your child. It could mean, you know, kind of uh, working on your relationships and things like that. And so that's what we all try to bring it back to is that this is, this is all a life thing. Um, and I think the game teaches you a lot about it. And I think the girls have really, really wrapped a hold of that. And, and, and again, they're, they're, the way they've just naturally handled it, I've been impressed by um, because we want to be player-led in the way that they, last night in the locker room, you know, some frustrations came out. And rightfully so. I get it. We're all, we're all frustrated. Um, but what I really kind of took solace in is those frustrations were we, we, not you, right? Not them, not them, not no pointing fingers. It was, we need to get this together. We need to figure this out. Um, and, and at the end of the day, we're going to, we're going to succeed together. We're going to fail together, but at the end of the day, we're going to be together. Um, and you know, for those of who want to come on that, come on that ride. Yeah. It's going to be a bumpy one, but we're going to do it together. Um, and we're going to be better. We're going to be better players. We're going to be better teammates. We're going to be better people for it. And so I've been really, we've been really encouraged by just how natural and how organic some of the leadership stuff has come in these tough times. Um, you know, obviously what you're waiting for is the, to reap the rewards of that. Um, and that's coming. I think we've got everything in front of us. And I think that our leaders will continue to do a really good job to push our team forward. It's a unique situation. I think that you're in because of the amount of younger folks that you have on the team, but then also your upper leadership within the team. And it's so great to hear that they haven't lost heart because man, um, It'd be easy to. It is easy to. Yeah. It is easy to. I mean, as a professional musician, which is what I do in my spare time, it's very easy, and I've and I've done it before, and it's not a great look for me. But it's easy in a in a large production when somebody isn't carrying the weight that they need to be carrying to be like, I'm doing my work. You need to step it up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and where do you feel that there's kind of that personal accountability to have a player say, Hey you need to step it up. Like you need to match our intensity, but at the same time, still keep it in the context of we as the collective win and lose together. Yeah. I think they've done a really good job of, of making those private conversations. Um, Cause I think it's important to, to have personal accountability uh, to push your teammates to, you know, and to hold them accountable in everything they do, um, but to do it in the right way, you know, to do it, um, you know, I think that, that the natural thing that would happen if you were to, to make sure you do it constructively is to not do it in front of people at first, right? It's to give them the chance to react, right? Give them the chance to respond to that. And so I think they've done a good job of really pulling people aside and saying, hey, like, you need to, you need to raise your level. Um, you know, we need you. So it comes from that kind of aspect, from that perspective as well is, hey, we need you. This isn't about you not being good enough. This is about us needing a better version of you every day um and i think that where that gets to is it starts to come from a place of caring as to a as to a place of talking down to um because we're all in this together like we're all we're all in the muck we're all you know going through a hard time right now going through a skid finally we at least we did score a goal last night um kind of break that 
break that little streak that we had going. But, um, you know, that's that's what's important is that it comes from a place of caring. It comes from a place of love um, and wanting them to be better f- because you want them to be their best selves, um, not because it's going to give you an advantage, not because it's going to, you know, regardless of what the effect is. Um, it's, hey, I want to demand you be the best you because I care about you, I love you, and that's what that's what the expectations are. Um, you know, we told him at the very beginning of the year, we expect one thing, and that's everything you got. That's, you know, and that's a lot, obviously it's a lot easier to be said uh, than done because these are 18 to 22-year-old college kids. You know, they've got a lot of stuff on their plate, whether it's school and, you know, with a young team, with all of our freshmen being away from home for the first time and, you know, a lot of them doing that and, and then dealing with the rigors of the intensity of training every day and travel and all this kind of stuff. And and then the expectations coming out of preseason of, you know, this is a group that's never had those kind of expectations, right? They've always been, uh, you know, we'll kind of see how they go and they're still building and, and we're trying to get past that whole building thing. Um, and so stepping into this with a new group, with a new leadership group, with new captains, uh, we knew it was always going to be a challenge, and and you know we knew that, you know that's when we need our leaders. That's when we need you know everybody to kind of band together is when things are going tough, not when things are going well. Um, and you know so those are definitely learning lessons even for our older players um, to be able to keep things going and to be able to not only hold yourself accountable, hold your teammates accountable, and and just try to move forward. Don't stop looking in the rearview mirror, right? Because there's nothing you can do about it now, right? We can go back. We could probably go back and play Oral Roberts 20 times and probably win 18 of them. Sure. Right? Um, but it's, it, you know, it last night was one of the two. Right? It's kind of that simple. And and I think one thing that we've tried to get across to them is you don't get any do-overs. Um, you know, you don't get the ability to go, oh, well, we were better than them. Well, history is going to show that in 2023, <laughs> on September 10th, they were better than you. Right. And so not to leave a chance undone. And I think but that takes looking forward. That takes looking forward and looking at each day and trying to lay each brick perfectly to build that wall as compared to just going, let's build a wall and it just showing up. It takes discipline. It's discipline. It's it's and it takes a lot of daily discipline and almost resetting every day. Right. The discipline of I haven't proven anything today. Right. I may have proven stuff other days in the past, but I haven't proven anything today and I need to prove something today. Then when you wake up the next day, okay, I got to prove something today, um, you know. And so those are those are things that our kids know and our leaders know, and they're driving home. It's um, sometimes it takes some humbling experiences to try to drive those lessons home, but um, you know, I think we're still overall we're still moving in the right direction. There's been a lot more good than bad, honestly. Like I think as you step back, you kind of look at it and you go, "Listen, has it been has it been more good than bad, or more bad than good?" Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, there's been more good than bad <laughs> and more encouraging things about this group than discouraging things. Sure. So at the end of the day, we push forward. We're 0-0 now, right? All of our goals are still in front of us, and uh, and we push on from here. Yeah, like Jerome Tang always puts out on Twitter after, or X, whatever we're calling it these days, um, directly after a game, regardless of a win or lose, he says, 0-0, what's next, right? Yep. He's like, let's go, what's yep. next? Um, and I love that mentality. And again, it's like you said, it's a life thing, right? You, you, you get knocked down in your job, you go to the next day, what's next? You're O and O for today. What's next? Yep. Um, 
before we get into our break, I, I'm curious because you did kind of have a, a streak going on where the last game that you scored was August 24th against UTSA. And then you get blanked for four games and then you finally are able to put it together, score a goal against Oral Roberts. I watched the film. It was a great goal strategically. Got it to the corner of the box, kicked it back out just to strike right up into yep. the middle of the, in the goal. Talk to me about what that's like getting through that mental barrier and then the strategy of it as well. You finally implemented the piece that you needed to get it up there. How is it working now? Yeah, it's the what we've been trying to get across is is let's get the ball in dangerous areas quickly, right? And really, that's all that Maddie Weichel was doing last night, right? Is She had a chance to put the ball in a dangerous area, and good things happen when you put the ball in dangerous areas. Um, so in terms of strategy, that's the strategy. It's not. It's like it's not. It's not crazy complex, right? We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. It's hey, can we put the ball in a dangerous area? When you do that, good things tend to happen. Um, you know, and I think it's actually a lesson that we really learned from Nebraska, honestly, because that's what Nebraska did when the, in the first in the first half against them when they when we were down four 0 and that's what I stepped back and learned as a coach. Is I was like, listen, all they're doing is putting the ball in dangerous areas, and they're getting bodies there. It's not. It's not rocket science. They're not out out tacticing us if that's a word sure um we'll call it a word yeah <laughs> so you know it that's it, it it's kind of just going back to the basics and being simple and you know it is it, it is tough that you know the goal as you start to go half by half of not scoring and you and, and it's not like we didn't create chances in those games right so it'd be one thing if we didn't create any chances on goal and we just didn't score that's that's a whole different conversation but we were creating chances and just not you know putting in the final piece um and so but at times that can be actually more frustrating because you are getting the chances you are getting the ball where you need to go uh and when that happens the goal starts to look smaller and smaller and smaller um and so uh, you know in warm-ups all i'm telling the girls is it's a huge goal the goal is huge just put it on there right <laughs> make them make a save you never know what's going to happen the goal is massive put it put it on frame and uh you know, so it, it, that is a tough thing that that when you go and you go, okay, how can we score goals? And you know, we're creating opportunities, and it's then it's then it's part of again, it's part of that young group of of being successful, right? We're inexperienced in being successful, like over a long period of time, sure, um, and against good teams. And so, it's at times it, you know, we almost look surprised like we do something well, um, and we've got to get over that, right? Or, I, we tell our kids all the time, like you, why are you surprised when you do things well? You're all good players. Like, you're, like you've had success before, um, and so they'll get the hold of that, and they and they they know they're good players, and they know that they're going to create chances, and it's about being it's about being in that moment often enough to be able to gain the composure to be able to finish those chances, and we're getting those chances, and, and they'll start falling. The soccer gods tend to even things out over the course of the season. So. Yeah. Um, you know, something you just you just keep your head down. You keep putting the ball in dangerous areas, and eventually it's going to work out. And continuity of confidence is a big thing in any aspect of any sport, but I can definitely see where for this team it's definitely something that's huge. And I know you're not a big statistics guy. I'm totally a big statistics <laughs> guy, even though I had to take statistics twice in my undergrad. But uh, sports statistics make way more sense to me than whatever the heck I learned. I don't even remember what I learned, so go figure. But um, you had 24 shots. Ten of them were on goal to Oral Roberts, 19 shots, seven of which were on goal. So statistically, you're right there. The numbers don't lie, and you're right there. So it's it's interesting. I'm excited to see what happens as we go into conference play. Speaking of conference play, coming up next, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Big 12, the depth of the Big 12, and a couple of the new additions, especially with number one BYU. Coming up next, 
here on The Coach's Show, a production of Wildcat 91.9, the number one college radio station in the nation. Hi, my name is Ryan Gilbert. I'm a former sports broadcaster for Wildcat 91.9, K-State alum and basketball recruiting editor for GoPowerCat.com. The last academic year was a historic one for the station as Wildcat 91.9 was named the best college radio station in the nation by the Intercollegiate Broadcasting System Awards, the first national championship in program history. However, despite all the awards and success, the budget for Wildcat 91.9 continues to be cut year by year. I'll be perfectly frank with you. Either Wildcat 91.9 finds new funding through charitable giving or it will permanently go off the air. That's why I'm asking you today to consider making a tax-deductible contribution to the station so that the longest continuously running college FM radio station in the nation can continue to train the next generation of media stars. To make a contribution or discuss options for creating an endowment fund, please reach out to us at www.wildcat919.com donate. That's www.wildcat919.com donate. Thanks so much. Go Cats. And always remember that at Wildcat 919, you belong. Welcome back to The Coach's Show, production of Wildcat 91.9, the number one college radio station in the nation. And that's not hyperbole, folks. We won the national championship. We're voted the number one college radio station in the nation by the Intercollegiate Broadcasting System, uh, which is one more national championship than KU. So we're going to we're gonna hold on to that one for a little while. <laughs> but uh, looking forward to chatting continuously here with my good friend and goalkeeper coach for Kansas State women's soccer team, Matt Smith. Going to be talking a little bit about uh, conference play coming up because this Thursday you got Cincinnati at home for Socktoberfest. I've enjoyed seeing the sponsored yeah, ads I'm getting with with uh, Willie and Lederhosen. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit fun. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think you're going to be able to take a a pint of beer with you into the uh, into the stadium. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> I mean, especially for me. I mean, I'd I'd take one on the sideline. Yeah, and just if if you if you're going to be hitting a beer, what what kind of beer are you going for? Oh man! Well, cream ales are my money. That's, oh, really? that's kind of where I go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not an IPA guy. Sure. Right. I like to drink, not eat my beer. So I'm more. I'm not really an IPA guy. Um, it's so, like a loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm a I'm a cream ale guy. Uh, also, also with how much time I spend in in England and Ireland is is good. Nothing can beat a good pint of Guinness. Yeah. You give it. You give me that. It's then I'm I'm pretty much set. Yeah. I uh, a stout is like getting run over by a truck for me. I have to, I, I'm more of the sweet and fruity guy. So I, I, I like a citrusy IPA. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's all personal preference, right? And then I turn around and can just absolutely appreciate a 65% ABV, uh, scotch or uh, a bourbon or yeah, something. Yeah. So and it, it's just, it is what it is. The nature of the game. Um, you guys just did a, uh, a whole thing with Manhattan Brewing Company, right? Yeah. Loosely. Um, yeah, they, uh, I've gotten to know those guys pretty good and, and uh, they wanted to, you know, they've worked with obviously with Tang time and they've worked with, uh, with Condor uh, who I believe was the offensive line coach, I believe in the past uh, with K-State. It's Connor Riley right now. Um, um, so I can't remember. No, I think that is him. Yeah. yeah. It's Condor Connor. Oh, so okay. Yeah. They call him the Condor. Okay. I've yeah. never actually heard that. So yeah. that's okay. Um, and so they wanted to do something with us and uh, obviously we're fans of theirs. And so we went there, and and basically they were like, "Design your beer, and when we'll make it." Um, so it's called Golasso. You cannot. It is completely out. Like it's gone. it is gone, 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 um, gone. 
it you have kegs, in your fridge? cans. Uh, I believe Mike does. Mike has a couple. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so it's been it's it, it's obvious. Luckily, it's been a hit. It was a lime cream ale, and it was great for the summer. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun doing it. That was just that was a lot of fun because we were able to be a part of the process from step to step. We were able to like add, you know, well, I didn't make it, but I added some ingredients, so mm-hmm. technically I made it. Um, but uh, you know, so yeah, it was it was a blast. Those are great guys, and and we were glad to be a part of it. Yeah, that's cool. So coming up with conference play, you get Cincinnati at home, then you got a stretch of away games at Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State, at TCU, and then for October first, you have Baylor back at Boozer Family Park with Houston coming up next, and then the big boy, you've got BYU in Provo. How are you just kind of? looking ahead without peeking too far ahead as a coaching staff into preparing for big 12 play, because ultimately your goal as a, as a team is getting into the conference championship and through the conference tournament. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, all of these games don't count towards that. So how do you prepare for that going forward? Yeah, it's kind of been what we've been doing throughout non-conference is, is really preparing for conference play. Um, you know, and the great thing now, it, it's thrown a little bit of a curveball with the new teams coming in. Um, but generally speaking, we know these teams really well, um, you know, with the exception of Cincinnati, Houston and BYU, who are the three of the four that we play. Um, you know, we we know all these teams really well. And more importantly, they know us really well. And so hopefully they know the past us and they don't know the present us. Um, and. You know, that's that's really kind of what you do in conference play is everybody knows each other so well. Um, and you have so much tape on each other now from the first eight games, eight or nine games. And, um, you know, so you're just trying to figure out how can we make little tweaks to be less predictable? How can you know what are our tendencies? So you start to kind of look at look at yourself a little bit. Like, hey, what are some of our tendencies? What's going to be the scouting report on us? How can we tweak that to be more effective to exploit some things that other teams are doing? Um, and but it's a grind. It's a grind. Um, you know, it's it's ten games. We've got uh, we've got five weekends, ten game. Sorry, six weekends, ten games, and this is it. This is when it gets fun, though. You know, I think that some people may say this is when it gets hard. I think competitors say this is when it gets fun mm. um, because now these games actually matter towards something. Um, and and you know, I think our girls will be ready. I think they are ready. I think they're kind of over the whole non-conference stuff. I think they're ready to get into the grind. Uh, and get back after it and start to prove people who we really are and maybe more importantly like that was that was actually not who we are the last four games this is actually who we're going to be kind of moving forward Um, so that's kind of the funnest part of of moving into conference play is now you're 0-0 and all of our goals are right there in front of us our goal was never to go undefeated our goal was never to get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament although that's obviously out there sure Um, you know our goal has been focusing on conference play and so now it's time to step up to the plate and and show that that's your focus. I've always been curious from a strategic standpoint. I don't even know if the NCAA allows you to do this. Um, if you are going to be playing, you know, in a conference play and now it's you, you talked about the scouting report. Are you able to do you have staff that scout you and give you uh, an opinion of what they're seeing like they would for Cincinnati or like they would for Oklahoma or Baylor or BYU? Or if not, are you able to hire like an outside organization to provide you a scouting report on yourself? Like how does that work? Or is that just like an NCAA violation? You know, that's a great question. Um, Because I think it's actually a really good idea. 
because it, it's hard to really scout yourself from within. Um, because it's hard to take off those purple tinted glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether that's whether that's positive or negative, right? Whether that's you know we've seen them do things, we've seen them make mistakes, and we've seen them make mistakes a lot. Mm-hmm. So do we actually have a a kind of a almost too harsh of a of a scout on yourself? Um, whereas maybe on other sides, maybe you are a little bit too rosy. Um, on some other things. So it's a really interesting idea. If I had to guess, I would say that it's it's more it's more about who you get to do it, um, how you get them to do it um, in terms of like you, like you couldn't bring them in kind of thing. Um, but we do have a thing called Y Scout, which is uh, basically puts together post-game reports on all of your games and all the games of your opponents and things like that. And so th- that'll be stuff that we're diving into uh, in the next couple of days about us and about our opponent. Um, to kind of see, okay, this is what they're seeing as well. Like what, and so let's go look at the data, you know, stat guy. And, you know, we'll go look at some stats and we'll go look at some tendencies and we'll, um, you know, we'll see how we can tweak those things. But, uh, you know, I think it is important. It is important as a coach to be able to step back and be able to, to look at your, to look at your team objectively and, and, you know, be real about things, um, you know, not too harsh, not too rosy, but just be realistic and say, hey, here's here's who we are. And maybe I think the most important thing is maybe we find out who we're not first and then start to whittle those things down and go, okay, this is our actual identity. Okay. Without giving away too much strategically, and I find it pretty unlikely that anybody from Cincinnati will be listening to this first episode, but with all that in mind, outside of the obvious of score goals and win, what are kind of the key points, at least for you, and then maybe for the rest of the coaching staff and the team heading into Big 12 play with Cincinnati on the docket? Well, it's it's going to be simple stuff. It's going to be taking care of the ball when we win it. Um, I think that that uh, at times we're giving the ball away too cheaply. We work really, really hard defensively. We are a hardworking defensive team. Um, but what we've got to be able to do is when we win it, work hard to keep it as compared to just giving it straight back and having to defend again. Um, Cause at the end of the day, defending physically and mentally is more difficult than attacking um, because in the attacking can be more free flowing and more creative and this kind of stuff and where you got to be a little bit more rigid, a little bit more black and white um, on the defensive side. So it's uh, that, I think that's probably the, the key thing, um, you know, and also, you know, making the re- making correct decisions at the correct times in the right areas of the field. So, you know, are we, are we passing too many short passes towards our own goal or can we get the ball forward? Right. Can we possess in their half in their defensive half? Um, you know, and it's, again, it's all simple stuff. Like the closer we are to their goal, the more chance we have to score, the less chance that they have to score. Um, you know, obviously that's, that's kind of, that may be oversimplifying it a bit, but <laughs> I just don't think the game is that, that hard and it's only as hard as you make it. Um, you know, so when you try to make things difficult, then things are going to be difficult, and you can't really be too surprised when that happens. Um, you know, so we've—I think we've got to really simplify a lot of things, a lot of the decision making that we make. I think that there's, there is a little bit of a crush in the egg kind of scenario going on right now. Um, <clears throat> you know, so it's, you know, it's the old adage of, you know, you have an egg in your hand, you want to take care of it, right? But you want to keep it. So, a lot of times, you want to keep it so safe that you squeeze it really tight, you end up breaking the egg. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas you actually need to just be very careful with it. Right. And be simple with it as compared to over, you know, trying to force things that aren't really there. Mm -hmm. So just simplifying decision making, um, you know, and being brave. 
being brave. We talk about that a lot of times, um, and I think the girls have done a reasonably good job with it. It's it's about making that a consistent trait of ours, so that then our play can add to that. Because if it's a, if it's kind of when it's kind of a new thing, you're kind of wondering, okay, is she going to make that run? Is she going to be in the box? That kind of stuff. But the more consistent we are there, then the more consistent the ball can be to get there. Then that's when things start to happen. Um, but when you start to add things in and it's a little bit erratic at first, it's just kind of getting used to it a little bit. And um, but uh, I think those are the those are some big things. Is just keeping it simple, right? Make the like the game. I tell the girls all the time, the game is as simple as you want to make it. It's also as complex as you want to make it. And at the end of the day, the choice is yours, not mine, not the ball. It's the the choice is yours. If you want to make it simple, then make it simple. Um, so, no, I love that. And then. <laughs> An oversimplification of events is probably the exact opposite of my life, too. <laughs> like, an undersimplification of events uh, is, is how everything seems to be uh, turning up Colby these days. But, um, I, K-State aside, as a soccer coach, you know, for football, and as somebody who's a student of the game, football is the game that I eat and I breathe and I sleep and I wake up for. That, there's so much strategy involved. Like, what are you showing people when you line up at the line of scrimmage? What are, what are all the nuances and complexities of the game? And I was just fascinated by how you said, like, soccer's as simple or as easy as you make it. It What is the strategy that's involved there? Or is it just kind of like, whatever, we can just kind of do whatever we want? No, it's, it's popping into gaps, popping into space, being available for the ball, wanting the ball, and completing simple passes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, we talk about windows, right? So wherever the gaps are between defenders, those are little windows, right? And so it's it's about being a little bit off the aware off the ball, um, and understanding that the ball can be on you in one touch, and you know making it simple for the person on the ball. So therefore, instead of just running away and running into three people, why don't just pop into a gap? Kind of like if you were to say like a tight end on third down, hey, instead of just hitting the home run ball, why don't you just sit in this little pocket and get us a first down? Yeah. Right. So like it's it's there's some similarities in that perspective in terms of, yes, you have a defined route to run, but there's also some some ad some improv that can go on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, that's that's what's great about our game is is it's not stop start. You've got to make decisions on the fly. You've got to be creative. You've got to be a problem solver. Um, and you know, those are the tools that we try to give them is just pop in simple gaps. You know, if you can't see the ball, then you're standing behind somebody. And so you've got to be able to see the ball. Otherwise, the ball can't see you. <laughs> so once we do, when, when we're, when we do that well, we can break teams down, right? When we try to overcomplicate things and try to, you know, not show in gaps, try to make a ball fit in a space that doesn't, that it doesn't fit. Um, that's when things get, you know, more complicated. Um, and so, you know, and I also think what making it simple does is it, is it eases some of the tension. It yeah. eases some of the, whether it's anxiety or nervousness or whatever you want to call it. Definitely. I think when you when you go out with that kind of mindset, it's there's less weighing on you, right? Like if you're going into a test that that is simple, you're probably not going to be as anxious as if you're going to a test that's crazy complex like Calc 405 or whatever, <laughs> right? Like that's going to be really stressful because it's really complex. Yeah. But if you were to go take like a high school algebra test, well, that's it's all simple stuff. Um, hey, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah speak yeah, for yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Growing up in a family of CPAs, I was kind of forced to be good at math, so that's where I always go. But fair enough. Um, but uh, you know, so it's it's just making the game simple, and therefore making decisions simple, 
therefore that complexity and that anxiety starts to come down. You can really start to play and express yourself mm-hmm. um, because it is, it is a, it is a beautiful game when played simply. Um, but it is, it can get ugly the more complex you try to make it. Um, when that complexity and the level of your opponent are thrown in, it makes it, you know, exponentially harder. So it's about just doing, again, it's going back to little things, simple things, nothing complex. Like, what are we talking about here? Uh-huh. Right, this ain't rocket science, right? Our job is to be a good option, be a simple option, play simply, which means you can play faster, right? And then you can go on from there. There was a, a meme that was passed around in my undergrad when I was getting a music degree. Um, and it said that there's a rocket scientist or there's a musician that said it's not rocket science, it's music theory. Uh, and then there was a rocket scientist that said it's not music theory, it's just rocket science, <laughs> right? So <laughs> it's uh, keep, keeping it simple in all things. Um, I mean, that's like, and again, it just comes back to life. Like all I'm hearing out of this conversation that we've had for the last 40 minutes is is the applicability to life I have a personal philosophy in my life is Occam's razor right all things being equal the simplest answer is probably the correct one yep. and so I just it's it's great it's a great perspective to keep and as we wrap up the show for today first of all I really appreciate you coming on and taking time out of your your Monday to sit down and chat with me about this it's been kind of a heavier show because there's been some losses uh, that have kind of stacked up for Kansas State women's soccer, and I can I can feel the frustration. Um, but I also know you, I think, well enough to know that it's like a bounce back and it's like intensity. Um, so what's just something positive that this team is doing that we can wrap up on the show that you're really excited about looking forward as you enter conference play? The This team is grinding. They are not content with where they are. Um they are not content with how things are gone. You know, it's easy. You come to a crossroads, especially, it's interesting, you come to a crossroads at this time of year, halfway through the year, entering conference play, and so you do come to a crossroads. Um, but the positive thing that I have is I know. I, it's, not, it's not an I think. There's a difference between I think and I know, mm-hmm. right? I know what this team has about them, mentally, emotionally, ability-wise, on the field, and they do too, and they do too. And they know that they're better than what they've shown. And I know that they're going to come out and they're going to grind. It's going to start tomorrow. And we've got a new season starting tomorrow. And I know that this team is going to step up to the plate and give it everything they have for the rest of the year. And whatever happens, happens. Like, I think that's kind of the mindset is, listen, whatever happens, happens. We might get beat. But if we don't put ourselves in position to win, then we definitely will get beat. Sure. And that's the mentality that I think this group is starting to click into is we literally, we have nothing to lose mm-hmm. everything to gain, nothing to lose. And, uh, and I think that they're ready to take that next step. But I think this group, the leaders, I think the, the, the newbies, the kind of the, everything that we have kind of going for us is still right there. And, and I think that the frustration wasn't that we've been losing. The frustration was we haven't met our standards. Yeah. Which as a coach is an unbelievable thing to see from a young group is that they still have that standard. Is that and that they're still frustrated when they don't meet that standard. The worry would be is if they were okay with it. Right? Because the standard is the lowest acceptable behavior. Mm-hmm. That's the standard, right? And as soon as you accept a lower uh a, a lower kind of response or a lower you know, a lower response to what's going on, 
then and a lower behavior, then it's then that's the new standard. But the, these girls have not they've not settled. They've not resigned themselves. They know they're better. They know what we need to do to be better. Um, and so that's really, really encouraging. That's something really positive that I'm taking even from this skid is these they're tired of losing. And that's a dangerous group to come in front of, like that's in a good way. Like that's a dangerous group to start playing against because when you're just tired and you're you're fed up with it, then you're going to do whatever you have to do to win. And so that's the exciting thing coming, kind of coming out of this because we we know we have the ability. There's no doubt about that. So we have the belief that we can do it. You throw in you throw in the frustration, and you're like, all right, let's take that frustration out on the opponent, and let's roll. And I think this group is primed to do that, and I think that's what we'll do. Cincinnati is about to enter the danger zone is what I'm hearing uh, coming up this Thursday, September 14th at Boozer Family Park for Soctoberfest. So if you have later Hosen, maybe bust that out and you can uh, join Willie, uh, the Wildcat, in that particular facade, I guess we could say, uh, uh, outfit, costume. I don't know what I don't know what we want to call it, but enjoy the evening. Enjoy the evening. Wildcat 91.9 will have live radio coverage of that 7 p.m. kickoff. Here in Manhattan, Kansas, at Boozer Family Park. Matt, appreciate your time as always. It's uh, it's an exciting time of year. Yep, yeah, man. Always a pleasure to be here. Uh, and please, everybody, keep coming out, man. It's it, I still think it's an exciting group. The best is yet to come, and uh, you know, and we need everybody's support. We need it to be loud. We need this place to be a, a fortress. And and I think that that starts with the product that we put on the field, which I think we're doing, and then it comes from the support that we got in the stands and making it tough for other teams. Absolutely. Appreciate everybody tuning in. If you could just hit five stars on this podcast, five stars, that's going to help us out unbelievably. Like you don't have any idea about how much that's going to help us out. Maybe you do. I don't know. We're going to leave it at that. If you do, then do it. If you do, then do it. Hey, (laughs) I'm just going to like cut that and plaster that everywhere. If you do, then do it. Appreciate you tuning in. You've been listening to The Coaches Show, a production of Wildcat 91.9, the number one college radio station in the nation. (laughs) 